Hey, my beautiful friend. So today I have a really, really special kind of an episode for you. I'm going to share with you one of my coaching calls with one of my clients who I've been working with for a little over a year now, and we've been really, really doing a lot of work to help her heal from burnout and overworking and just find much more work-life balance. So this is going to be the first of a series of a few where I break up the call that I had with her into a couple different segments for you. I knew that so many of the things that we talked about on the call are exactly the things that so many of you struggle with too, as they've been the things that I've struggled with as well, right? And so I was like, this is so universal. I was like, you know what? I want to ask her if she would be open to me sharing the coaching call itself on the podcast, because I had just at the time when I had just done this coaching call with her, I just recorded the podcast episode number 74 and 75, which was how to prioritize your physical and mental health and everyone else comes first and you've got no time really as kind of a way to start helping you move out of burnout. And the second part of that episode 75 was if you're feeling drained from work, from family life, from everything on your plate, here's five ways to reduce the burnout, stress, and guilt. And I had this call with Carly and we literally explored all the things in a very practical way that I had just covered in those podcast episodes because they were coming up in her life. And I was like, wow, this would be so helpful for so many women who are struggling with the same things to hear how do we work through these things in a coaching session, you know? And so that's what I want you to just be able to witness today, to be able to receive the gift of Carly's willingness to explore these things, to kind of take a hard look at some of it, because it's so freeing when we really are able to peel back these layers. We realize so many of these things that God really is inviting us to heal moving forward, and we can build a better balance in our life that is more sustainable, that allows us to truly prioritize what matters most, to find more time and energy for the things that matter most, and to be able to give more of us in the way that God wants us to, so we can truly live out that calling, whether it's in our work environments and the impact that we're making through our work, or whether it's in our family life, in our marriages, in our church communities. And so Carly is doing all of those things in such a beautiful, beautiful way. And I have just been so blessed to be able to support her through this season and to be just part of her, part of her team, part of her village. I'm really excited for you to hear this piece of her journey. And I want you to put yourself kind of in her shoes in some way while you're listening to this and just continually ask yourself, how does this relate to what I'm going through and what I'm struggling with? And what can I take away and move forward in applying in my own life? So in this one, we're going to start with how to work through some of that guilt that can come up when it comes to trying to prioritize our physical and mental health when we're really spread thin. All right. So I pray this blesses you and let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the Army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures to prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. 
So in this podcast, you're going to find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformation so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So as we get started here, I'm first going to share Carly's response back to me when I asked her if I could share our coaching call on the podcast. I really want you to hear her heart. Hey, Megan. Thank you for your message. I'm totally fine with you sharing our call. I think what God's been continuing to reveal this, you know, like what we talked about on Saturday, that had been in my heart, you know, last week and, and on your heart, you know, so obviously it's the spirit working. If we both, you know, bring these, you know, without talking to each other, we both bring these same concerns and, and thoughts together. I would love to let you share that. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I, I also just, I thought I had learned this lesson, you know, when, um, I first joined and, you know, kind of came out of my job that was overworking and all those, like, r- like really, really, really overworking. But, you know, I've, I'm learning that, you know, it's like an addiction, <laughs> like being addicted to overworking. And so now I'm faced with those same temptations again. Over the summer and last semester, I didn't have those triggers to overwork because my work was more manageable. And this semester, it's ramping up. And so I'm, I'm forced, like, I have that tendency to go back and... Like I'm waking up earlier this week to try to give myself more time. And I've just really, really intentionally been praying every single day. Lord, I, there's more to do than I have time for. I need you to help my time, <laughs> like guide my time. Um, and trying to trust him in that, you know. And today I'm tired. After a week of getting up early, I'm, earlier, I'm tired. But anyway, um, I'd love for you to share what we talked about with other women. Because I know, like we've shared, you and I have shared before, and in our group we've shared before. I think part of what's really freeing um, is even just to know that there are other people that feel the same way, you know, and it, it, it kind of makes the struggle seem, you know, less alone, less lonely. Um, and that helps bring a little bit of freedom because the enemy wants you to feel alone, you know, in, in the way that you struggle with work. So I'm totally open uh, to using whatever you think is appropriate for the podcast. And we can talk more about it if you, if you need more input from me on it. But I think that sounds great. Um, and I'll be praying for you, I'm just really thankful for you and the way, like I said, on, on when I texted you on Saturday for the way that you've really poured into my life, you know, in the last year. Uh, and I, I've, I've seen the change, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's really beautiful. So I'm really thankful for you and I love you. And I will see you on Saturday morning. The tension between, yeah, knowing there's so much more work that needs to be done and kind of fe- already feeling that stress about how am I going to get all this done? And then also like, okay, well, I know I need to take care of myself. I know I, you know, I have these goals for whatever healthy habits I'm I'm fostering or, you know, goals I actually want to pursue in my health and fitness. And then, you know, what's the balance between that? And I do think that there are those moments when we either maybe schedule in our, whatever the fitness is or we, we schedule in those moments to take care of ourselves, but then in the moment you still feel that guilt around it. And so what do we do here? So let's go to one of those moments that you had this week where you felt that. And let's just dive into that particular moment and think about how are you feeling? Like, what decision did you make? How were you thinking about that? I think it will help us to kind of bring this into a little bit more of a, a practical sense. And then we can kind of walk through what, what can we do moving forward from there? Okay. I guess we could talk about one of the times... I chose to go for a walk. The personal training one, in that respect, I'm helping this student too. Like this is a project. So I can't back out of helping her. I enjoy it anyway. But with the walks, and we we tend to go for like an it's a long walk. We do like these good loops around campus. And the lady I walk with, her name is Trish, and she's got a daughter my age. Um, and I think a son who's a little older than me. And so she's just fun 
to talk to and the weather's been really nice. I know yesterday I got out of personal training <laughs> and then I thought I was going to have some time in between when Trish was going to be free to walk. And then I didn't. And she texted me and was like, Hey, I can walk now. And so I decided to go for a walk with her, but I knew I had other things I needed to do. But I also knew today I wasn't going to be very active. So like, those were some of the things weighing in is like, well, you know, Thursday, I did not go for a walk. I didn't hit my step goal. <laughs> and I did a lot of sitting and I knew today I wasn't going to. So then yesterday, even though I had just worked out for like, I don't know, 70 minutes or whatever with the personal trainer. And then I was like, I'll just go for a walk now and we'll at least get that time. And it's about to be the weekend. So I'm going to talk to her. And those are some of the things that went into it. Yes. Yeah. So how did you feel then when you made that decision? You walk through like in the moment, making the decision and then how you're feeling during it and then afterwards when you're kind of thinking about it. Again. I think because yesterday's wasn't too bad, but that's what's, that's what's in my mind. So it's harder to have a harder time thinking back to a more distressing time, but I think, or like maybe earlier in the week, I don't remember which day it was though. I was working and then I was like, okay, well I told her I was free at three. And so now I need to go put on my shoes and go meet with her. And so in the, I think part of the decision is easier to make because I'm not doing it by myself. Like it, when I used to, I was going for walks by myself, you know, for a while. And then she saw me walking around campus and was like, Hey, I'd love to get steps with you. And so that's how we become, became walking buddies. Part of the, the decision is a little easier to make because I know she also wants to walk and I want to walk versus if it was just me, I don't know that I would have been as that I would have necessarily chose to go for the walk when I knew I had stuff to do. But because, you know, with the personal trainer, I know I have to meet Chelsea there. Or like, I know that Trish also is setting aside the time to walk. And so some of those feelings are like, okay, well, it's, it's not just me. I'm going with somebody else. And then that also means, you know, Trish also isn't doing her work right now because she's walking with me. So then I guess there's some part of me that's like, it is okay to put this down because I'm not the only person who's not working right now. Some of the tension, like I said, it is removed, I think, because I'm meeting with somebody else. And then during it, I don't think much about it. You know, we're talking, we talk about all sorts of different things. And so I don't think about necessarily other work that I have to do. But a lot of the time, I think more of the maybe stress comes at the end of the walk, because we usually end up walking somewhere around three. And then most days I need to leave campus by like, 4.30 because we have a thing happening at 5.30 or at 6.30 and I need to get the house ready or, you know, usually I end up having to leave around that time so I can get home and get stuff ready for the next thing. And so then at the end of the walk, there's always some either stress or regret, I suppose, of like, man, there's not much time left before I have to go. Like maybe it's four o'clock, maybe it's 3.45, maybe it's 4.15. I'm like, I don't even know if it's worth getting much started because I'm about to leave anyway. So I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have gone for the walk because I have those things to do. And now I'm going to go home. And I know usually when I get home, I don't end up being able to pick up any work again once I leave because I've got housework or I'm going to an exercise class or, or you know, I'm tired. I'm going to end up going to sleep after dinner or any of those types of things. So I think the tension before it is not super terrible because I know she's there during it. It's fine. And then afterwards is when I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have, but I enjoyed it. It was fun, <laughs> but I still have that work that I need to find time to fill in, you know? So that's, that's kind of how that progresses. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, well, one, I just to relate to this so much. So I completely understand you. I think um, a couple of things I'd love to key in on. So I'm curious, I'm going to have you reflect on a couple of things here. So one is what are your expectations of yourself? Or do you feel like the expectations are that you, this maybe the kind of underlying narrative in your mind of like, I should always be working nonstop between this hour and this hour. Do you have something like that in your mind that you can kind of pull out as like almost a manual that you feel like you have to subscribe to? Yes. Where could that have come from? So <laughs> I, let's, yeah, let's explore that really quickly. I definitely have that in here. Yeah. And I think in my mind, because what I, what I was really good at doing in the fall was taking a lunch break. Like I always took lunch breaks or I did Bible study or whatever. So I still wouldn't just like sit there and do nothing. I would do something, but at least it wasn't like work, work. But now I don't usually, I actually don't end up taking any lunch breaks because I, st- I work through while I'm eating. I definitely have a, a narrative of, I usually get to work around nine and then I leave by about four 30. And in that time I should be working, <laughs> especially if when I leave later, I don't, you know, usually I very rarely work on the weekends. I've, I, I have, I tend towards this all or nothing, these all or nothing options, you know, of like, either I do fully commit to doing all my exercise things Or I know some part of me is like, if I cancel the one, then I'm going to be more likely to cancel the next one or the next one. It's either I, I, I always make time for this or I don't make time for this. And then with work, I feel like, you know, I'm at work right now. So, and it's not even, nobody else puts it on me because a lot of my coworkers either they teach some classes at the prison. And so the people on my floor, like different days of the week, they're not even there because they've been teaching at the prison or some of the people in my program or or my department are are counselors, like actual counselors, then they still see clients. So they're like, not even on campus. The lady next door to me is only on campus like two days a week. So it's, it's not an external, nobody is telling me you're not working enough. You should be here more. If anything, my Dean has said like, I mean, you're always here. Carly's always here. You know, I've had people stop by my office on like at four o'clock on a Friday and like, hey, you should go home. I'm like, well, I'm finish up a little bit more and then I will go home. So it's, there's definitely not, it's me. I'm doing it to myself. I don't think anybody else is, there's nobody who has told me I'm not working enough. I tell myself I'm not working enough. And I think it's partly because my standard before with high school was, I mean, I was working from like, I mean, I got up early, but I was at school by seven. And then I was, at school doing school stuff or coaching until at least 5:30 maybe 7 or 8 or 9 or 10 depending on the sport. And so like most of my waking hours were devoted to school, you know, and so I think there's some internal, you know, compared to that, I'm like but leaving at 4:30, I still feel bad leaving. I guess at 4 I get there at 9, which is 2 hours later. And I leave by 4.30. So I'm like, I'm already working less hours. So I think there's also that in my mind. I'm already working less hours than I was before. And then if I don't even work all of those hours, then there's some sort of like guilt that I put on myself. And then there's there's stuff, you know, like because I'm new, there's a lot of like prep work that I won't always have to do. I assume, hoping I won't always have to do. So that was a long answer to your question. But yes, I have yeah. hours like that. No, it's, it's really good to just be aware of that and to name that. And I think the beautiful thing is one, your awareness. And number two, 
you, you recognize it is self-imposed and actually even you even pointed out in a few specific examples of how your environment is actually encouraging you that you can scale back right that you are doing more than enough actually not just enough but more than enough in terms of like the hours you're in the office and and you know I think sometimes we can also be afraid of other people's perceptions of like, you know am I working hard enough if they don't see me in the office they're gonna start to assume like you know I'm not committed enough or whatever but I think you've received that affirmation from everybody that they know, you know, you're working really hard and you are, they're recognizing you're always present. And I mean, you know, those comments when they were made, but I sense even like a little bit of surprise and like, wow, you you are really here a lot and not necessarily from like a pat on the back perspective, but like, a, oh, it's a sort of abnormal because you're breaking the norm of what's around. This is your job. Other people might have something else. They're also a counselor or whatever, where that that's not in the same place. I think it is encouraging in that it really is something that you can you can work on yourself. What's going on? Do you want to go down or up? Do you want to go down or up? Let's go. Let's go back up. Okay. So you have more space than yeah, you're go. giving yourself. So that's the good thing about all yeah, this, go. right? It's a better problem. I know you want to hit the button, but okay. Um, it's a better problem to solve, I guess, than having both ends of the spectrum of like, you've got that ex- all the external pressure, people are making go. comments, like the, you know, the standard that everybody else is setting, and the example everybody else is setting is overworking. You're now in an environment where that's not necessarily the case, but that's a good thing, that's a healthy thing, and it'll be helpful for you as you, you know, as you keep working through this. So I just wanted to affirm, affirm that. The second thing I think would be helpful to think about So what you're focusing on. Okay. So when you're walking through how you're thinking about that time of going on the walk and and all of that, when you started to shift into the the end of the walk and the aftermath of the walk, and that's where some of that guilt it's easy for our minds to go to the negative, right? And, and that's natural. So, you know, not to add extra layers of judgment on yourself for that. So it's it's easy for us to go to the negative and to jump, be like, oh, what's the cost of this, right? And we focus on that, but but then you're you're not actually considering the full picture. You're not considering what's the benefit of this because you're just focusing on, well, now what is this impacting as far as my work goes? So I think zoom out for a minute and then and start to think about, because you know, like in theory, you know, this is beneficial to you. But when you're constantly going back to focusing on, oh no, now what's the impact of my work? And you're like, crap, now this is screwing me over. Like if you're always going to be focusing on that, then yeah, you're not going to notice the benefits of how it impacts your mood, your focus, your energy, all those kinds of things. Think about what the benefits are. So how you feel, how that helps you with your long-term goals and kind of in the short term, how that actually can flow into the work that you're doing and and ultimately give you more time and energy. So what's coming up for you as you think about that? I think the first thing that came up is I have this tendency to work past when like the, the, the benefit is it's a break because what I'll do, and I did this the other day, I went to, um, I was reading a paper and my, what I used to be able to do, and I don't know that it was healthy at the time was like, I would, in college, I would go to this study room before like a big test or finals or whatever. And I'd like be in that study room for 12 hours, you know, and like, I'd, I'd go to the bathroom and stuff, but I would like sit and I could, I could focus and study and prepare my mind for whatever this, you know, test or whatever was coming up for like really long periods of time. And so I think as I've gotten older and maybe being working in high school, you know, my like my length of time where I work 
I don't think that was necessarily healthy then when I was in college, but now I'm like more on maybe a 90 minute when in college, in high school, everything was 90 minutes. We had block classes. And so I would do a thing for 90 minutes and then I would at least switch. And in that 90 minutes, I would always be switching topics anyway. And then in college now, the longest class I teach is 75 minutes, you know, 50 or 75 minutes. And so like my length of time that I go before I like switch is shorter now. But then when I'm working by myself, I will like try to work for longer periods of time, even when maybe mentally, you know, like my focus or like I get frustrated or something. I'm like, no, I just need to finish this and I'll just keep trying to push through it. But mentally, you know, I'm not optimally working anymore. And what I should do is switch tasks. Like I was editing a paper of one of my students and I expected it to take me maybe 45 minutes and about, you know, 70 minutes into it, I was like, man, I'm still not done. I still have many pages and I was frustrated and frustrated about the whole process of this paper, all these other feelings. I was like, you know what, what I probably should do instead of like trying to force myself to finish these last couple pages, because I'm just really not feeling it is I should step away and do something else and then I'll come back and I'll be better. And, and one of the things that these walks does is it forces me to take a pause and to take a break and to like get out of my office and to be outside. So the benefit is it's a break because I don't give myself good breaks because I, I like sac- every time I tell myself, all right, I'm going to work for 30 minutes and I'm going to get up. And then the, I set a timer and the timer goes off and I'm like, well, I want to finish this thing first. So then I actually don't get up, you know, and, and, or maybe I do, but later it's not for very long or, you know, I have these ideas of how I can give myself relief. And then I don't, always do it because I I get into whatever task and I'd rather finish that task regardless of how long it takes me. So the biggest benefit is probably it's a forced break with somebody else for at least, I don't know, 30 to, to 60 minutes. We go somewhere in that range. So that's a big benefit. I think also um, like the friendship and the community that comes from it of like just talking to somebody else. And I was actually praying a lot about it at the beginning of this semester because high school was so much more social than college is just because I don't see students as much. And I have my own office instead of being in a joint room. And so when the school year started, I was like, Lord, I'm just a little lonely compared to what I had in high school. And then this semester, God's really answered that in so many different ways of just friendships with some of the students that I meet with. Sometimes we get coffee um, or with Trish now, or with um, we have a small group at our house. So there's just so many more ways that I'm able to feel seen and like people know me and I know other people. So like, that's a big benefit. And then I like being outside. (laughs) Like, it's nice. I think those are like the short term goals or like benefits of it forces me to break. I get to talk to somebody else. It's fun to be outside. Usually we walk outside unless it's really icky. And then like the long-term ones are, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to be better with my steps. Well, I guess it's short and long-term, but you know, I know it's healthy to walk. I know it is healthy to be outside. Literally being outside is good for you, you know, and being in the sunshine is good for you. And um, walking is, and and being active is just going to help me in the long term anyway. So I think those are the, those are the benefits. Yeah. And, and I think uh, even taking it 
like, you know, you can do this after as well, um, taking it an even step further and thinking about, you know, I, I feel really immersed in my work and I, I completely get it. I'm the same way. Um, you get into that flow and you're, you also are like, you feel that pressure to just get it done just so you can close up the task. It's like, you really want to mm-hmm. just see it through. Um, it's hard to set it down. So with that too, obviously like you care so much about your work. So one thing that you can do to help too, is to think about like, how does this actually positively impact me in my work? Like, how does this help me to be more productive or to show up better when I am coming back to my work. You know, maybe it's resuming it after the walk, or maybe it's just the next day. Like, how does this actually immediately impact my ability to do my work well, like to give my best to my work? All right. So that's all for now. We're going to break this up into segments. So you'll get to hear the other pieces of the coaching call too, where we kind of dive into some different topics as well. But I just wanted to give you that sense of here's how we can start to work through some of these layers of what's causing some of that guilt around taking the time to take care of ourselves too, taking the time for exercise, taking a break when we're in a long demanding work day, you know, and how can we actually start to work through some of those things so that we're not completely burning ourselves out all the time. And it's those little micro, you probably noticed in the conversation, it's the micro shifts that we can start to make those micro moments of giving ourselves permission in very simple, simple ways throughout the day of taking a pause and eating our lunch of giving ourselves permission to go take a walk and take a break for a few minutes when our brain is fried, you know, and really examining those narratives around what is good enough and how we're defining that so that we can do that very intentionally. So we can make sure that we are really spending our time where it's going to lead to the most impact and where it really matters most. So I hope that that really blessed you. And I'm just so grateful that Carly opened this up to be able to be shared with you. So meet me over here in the next episode and we'll continue the journey.